Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Now right, you're rolling to hour number three of Barton Han, Alan Han, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. We got your call stacked, racked, and ready to go. 800-919-3776. News of the day is Aaron Rodgers at practice with the Jets. The 21-day window opened, and the Jets have allowed him now to practice with the team. Limited, of course, but still 79 days after the injury to his Achilles. He's back on the practice field. Now, again, limited, not practicing really with the group, not going to be involved in anything that extensive, but part of the rehab process, Robert Salas says, Pretty remarkable stuff. We'll talk with Mike Tannenbaum momentarily, but first, Bart, it's our number three. It's Barton Hahn. You're in Florham Park. The Jets are practicing, so if you start screaming, everybody's going to look up. So, what does that all mean? It's the power hour, 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 hour. Okay, don't hurt yourself. <laughs> don't hurt yourself. <laughs> Cut me, Mick. <laughs> I was doing it for my boys over there to say the key out there. I'm saying, selling you. them Everybody man. in the cubicles are all just staring at you. They think it's funny because they see my face. I look like I'm about to die. But you're doing it for the team. Yes, time now for the Power Hour. Served up by Grand Marnier. Made for those who live to step outside the box, who like to put a twist on the traditional and believe in a world that's not just good, but grand and uh we are happy to bring in a friend of the show who joins us mike tannenbaum and the mike tannenbaum report which brought to you by sansone automall 10 top brands over 2,000 vehicles one place sansone automall in woodbridge how we doing mike t well that's hard for me to follow i hope bart doesn't need any uh oxygen i need some manuka honey my throat they just burnt it's it's like sandpaper now it's, it's barbecue chicken he was almost falling off the chair uh so mike t- today the jets uh, Activate is the way. I don't even know what it is. But Aaron Rodgers has been cleared for functional football activity. The 21-day window opens. And now 79 days after tearing his Achilles, he's at least on the practice field with the team. Just forgetting all the other stuff that we'll get to momentarily, but just the significance of that. What does that mean to you? Well, it means obviously he's a heck of a lot closer being ready to go into a game. So, so basically, you have 21 days now, so another three weeks to evaluate before you have to activate him. And even, not that they would do this, but activate him doesn't necessarily mean he would play. It would just give them the option. So if they felt like he was four weeks away from game time, you, you have three weeks until the window closed. So in theory, you could activate him and not play him. I don't think it would get to that. I think if they activate him, they would play him. But this sort of gives you like the ability to put a player on the field for three weeks to see if uh, you know they're ready to play. Now I know you've had some personal opinions about you would tell him to punt and make it and wait till next year. Let's not risk the future and next season as well with you re-injuring that or something else. Um, but what do you think that would mean or signify if Aaron Rodgers was able to just come back for a game? and maybe get hit and survive it and go into the darkness of the night opposed to waiting all the way to next year, sometime maybe in the second or third week of the preseason, and getting hit for the first time. Yeah, look, you know, I think Aaron Rodgers obviously deserves an unbelievable amount of credit. You know, nobody would have faulted him part if, um, you know, he had shut down for the year. That's what clearly 
you know, the history of this injury clearly says is going to happen. So he deserves a ton of credit. I think he's tried to do everything right since he's been a Jet, including the offseason program, pay cut. Um, you know, he's been selfless. So I think he deserves a ton of credit. With that said, I just wouldn't let him play. I just don't think, you know, the risk reward's worth it. You know, there is risk of re-injury. Look, there, there's, you know, risk for injuries, as we well know. But, you know, given inconsistencies of the offensive line, um, you know, why would you want to go into the offseason, you know, dealing with another injury at 40 years old? So while he deserves a ton of credit, I think, you know, the Jets should take the longer-term view here. Yeah, and obviously when you're looking at this offensive line and what it looks like this year, and they've played, was it, is it 12 or 13 different 14, offensive 14, linemen? 14, six different uh, guard. Like they've just, it's been decimated. It's been tough. It's been piecemealed and everything else. The last thing I want to do is put him, you know, behind a line like that. But I did feel like, as Bart said, for the business, if he's healthy enough to just give me a show, maybe it just is something that can carry you into the offseason and give some optimism and hope. Because right now there's so much despair around this organization. We had Garrett Wilson on yesterday, just trying to talk him off, like just you know talk him up a little bit. Like man, like like it, Bart, Bart, Mike. How about this? When Bart was giving Garrett a a, a motivational speech, which Bart's really good at. Like I sat back, kind of laid out, let him do it. This is how bad it got, Mike. Bart then used these words, the sun will come out tomorrow. And I was like, we're quoting Annie. That's how bad, That's how but low Gar- it's gotten. But Garrett, Garrett didn't know it because that's old school, and they don't know old school, so I'm spitting bars, and, and I was just going to, you know what I'm saying, like let him know that I didn't write that. how bad when we're quoting Annie in a motivational speech? You know it's bad if we're getting to that point. <laughs> and it's amazing how, how far, you know, Bart's, Acumen could stretch all the way to Andy. I didn't know that he had Andy in his repertoire. But oh, look, yeah. I mean, his yeah, no, no. He's, no, Broadway's right down the street, though. You know, it's it's he's got volumes now. He's got volumes, but but all right. So he and I had this argument before at the start of the show because you mentioned the offensive line we just talked about, and so the Jets right now four and seven. They're really in place to get a a high draft pick, and. If you're getting Aaron Rodgers back for a year or maybe even doing Bart speculating that he thinks they might even have him for two more years. And I know what's going on with that offensive line. I feel like it is it is franchise malpractice to not look at the draft and go, I'm getting the best tackle I can find in this draft. I'm getting my Tristan Wirfs. And I'm going to, if I trade, even I could, I could trade back maybe to get him, let somebody who's desperate for a quarterback jump over me. I can get some draft capital and get another block of granite to put in front of this guy, and Bart saying, no, you got to get a quarterback. What say you? If you're in the top six. Well, no, 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 no. Don't, don't get no. Just leave it there. What does Mike Tannenbaum do? Yeah, well, sort of like my person. I want both. You know, I can try to address the offensive line and free agency. And oh, oh, wow. Because, what a thought. Let him you know, speak. The, the the reality is they need a quarterback for the future. Like if we learned one thing this year, like you know Zach Wilson, it's just not happening. Like by any metric, right? So you need a quarterback, and ideally, if you're the Jets, you want to turn a weakness into a strength, which is hey Aaron, come back for a year, play well, whatever that leads to, and then let's develop quarterback X behind you. You know, and that could be you know fill in the blank, you know Quinn Ewers or. You know, Shadura Sanders, depending if he comes out, J.J. McCarthy, like, go, go get a quarterback for the future. Yeah, thanks. You know, his injuries do concern me. With that said, I would be aggressive, you know, with the offensive line. You know, you, you're looking at a bunch of guys, you know, 
back then. I, it, who knows if they even have Dwayne Brown back. They're tough. Guys that have had durability issues, like to me, what I would be committing to Aaron Rodgers is like, we're going to come back with eight starters. And the best thing that could happen is if, if we stay healthy, maybe we'll trade one at the trade deadline. But we have to go into the season next year with eight starting offensive linemen. And maybe that's a combination of signing two, drafting somebody in the second or third round. But, like, that has to be the mindset because, look, Aaron Rodgers isn't getting younger, and he deserves a ton of credit for where he is. But we can't assume that he's going to be as mobile as he once was, and that's why you really do need to address both in the offseason. And, and so pretty much, uh, Mike, you just pretty much said exactly what I said because it's going to be guys – I said, listen, the, the Jets don't really have an offensive lineman that they spent – Top end money on right. I mean, Langton Thompson. That's not some crazy deal. They don't have a hundred million dollar left tackle or, or, or right tackle or you know centerpiece. They do have guys that they have drafted. You know, I think I think Tipman's going to work out pretty well. I think um, when you look at you know Vera Tucker, he can't stay healthy, but we know he can play well. I, I would love to be able to solidify him just as a right guard and quit yo-yoing and moving him around, let him get comfortable. Now that you know that Tipman can handle the center spot. And so you, 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 you draft one and you buy one. And, you know, I feel like they're going to have a lot of money that comes back. They'll be able to buy one. And, you know, when you think about, oh, well, we want to get a receiver, it's going to be great receivers out there in free agency. Who do you think, you know, maybe fit this Jets style of offense knowing that, you know, Nathaniel Hack is going to be there? Is it Ridley? Is it uh, T. Higgins? Is it Gabe Davis? Like out of the, the potential free agents next year, Tyler Boyd, who do you think, you know, maybe fits – you know, with Garrett Wilson, it could be a, a comparable number two uh, receiver. Yeah, I, I like Ridley a lot just given, like, he can win against man-to-man. But, you know, any receiver discussion to me is going to involve Devontae Adams. You know, I think that's pretty clear that the Jets are going to try to go after him. And, you know, who knows who's calling the shots in Vegas. So, um, you know, Devontae Adams for a fourth-round pick is a lot more interesting than for, you know, a higher pick. So, see. you know, we'll, we'll see where Vegas is with things. But, um you know, of the players you mentioned, I'm a big Calvin Ridley fan. See, see, I was going to ask you, what what is it? Because when Bart asked that question, that's when I was going to follow up with, and you kind of gave me an idea, but the, take us deeper. Randy what does What does a Devontae Adams trade look like then for you? Like, what would it – like, what's a real, legitimate, fair asking price and, and, a, and a price you'd be willing to pay if you're the Jets? So give me both sides of this to make a deal like this happen – if, of course, the Raiders are, with whoever's taken over, motivated to do it. Yeah, I think a third-round pick is fair, just given his age and salary, you know, because you're going to be absorbing, you know, a pretty significant salary. I think it's, you know, 14 or 15 in cash next year. So um, if I'm the Raiders, that's part of my calculus. I'm getting out from under a contract. Now, they'll probably push for a two. So, like, is that a two in 2025 instead of 2024? Um you know, I do think the Raiders are going to sit there and assume that they have leverage. I'm sure they're thinking that Rodgers is going to insist that they get at him. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But if I'm the Jets to Bart's point, Allen, I'm probably bringing in some other guys and telling the Raiders, like, hey, we're going to do it for a third-round pick and not more. And if you insist on more, we're going to sign, you know, fill them back. Calvin Ridley, Tyler Boyd, and use free agency as leverage with the Raiders. Now, when you look at uh, like what's going on within the division, 
it looks like the Patriots are going to be in a running for a quarterback. Uh, do, you, do you think that Bill Belichick survives this? or do you, There's been a lot of rumors talking about that. You know Bill Belichick. Um, is this something where he may be looking to move on or you know, this situation? How do you assess the Patriots situation where they are uh, right now? And would you trust Bill to start over with a young quarterback and, and to mentor him after the mismanagement of Mac Jones? Yeah, it was interesting, Bart. Like, if anybody's earned the right or has the equity to to survive this, it's Bill. Um, can't we? I don't think anybody else would even have a chance. So, you know, if I'm Bob Kraft, like, you know, you can say, like, oh, well, we're just going to get rid of Bill Belichick. Well, who are you going to get to replace him? You know, that's, you know, easier said than done. So, to me, um, I think this is a decision that has to be done, like, after the season, without emotion. Um because you're talking about arguably the greatest coach in the history of our game. And something's wrong with Mac Jones. Mac Jones, and I've heard Rex on Get Up, and I totally disagree with Rex. Like, Mac Jones is a good player. He's played well in the NFL. He led his team as a rookie to the playoffs. I'm not right. saying that he's elite, but boy, he was like, he's Bill, bro- Bill broke him. He- Bill broke him. Yeah. All the mind tricks, these new quarterbacks, these new players can't handle that. I know he played for Nick Saban, but they've broken him. Like, his confidence is shot. This is a guy that could – I think, to me, he's a high-end version of Brock Purdy, in my opinion. He can process very fast. He may not have the biggest arm, but he can get the ball out of his hands. He knows how to read defenses. And they've just messed him up pretty much three different offenses in one year. Uh, but do you, do you trust Bill Belichick to be able to mentor a new – quarterback and with his age could we possibly see Bill Belichick be traded like um, Sean Payton or um, maybe um, Herm Edwards guys who have gone for draft picks to go other places John Gruden I think so you know um, you know Washington to me was always the place that made the most sense Bart because that's where coach Belichick grew up his dad was part of the naval football program for like 46 years um, and presumably, like, Washington could be looking for new leadership. Uh, that, that was the place to me that always made sense. Mike, Joe Shane said some things earlier this week that I, I didn't feel like they were that big of a deal, but it was a big deal made of it, and that had to do with you know him saying that Daniel Jones went healthy as our quarterback. Now, did acknowledge, but we still have to make a decision at quarterback because Tyrod Taylor is going to be a free agent and they want to replenish there. But – I think people were struck by the idea that he. it sounded like they were committing to Daniel Jones. He said, when healthy, he's our starter. He's the guy. What would be the what, – what is the right approach for the Giants to take going into this offseason? And why would Joe Shane say that at this point? Again, he's talking because it's a bye week, but the need to say that right now, why was that important? Yeah, I'm not sure. Look, I, I would just say, like, we're – play the best quarterback and you know is that going to be Tyrod Taylor coming back um and who's going to compete with Daniel Jones because again there's a body of work now be it durability turnovers whatever it may be Daniel Jones has really struggled and um you know they're another team to me that will be in the quarterback market you know next year's draft I don't know candidly how you wouldn't be if you're the Giants so um look when the organization says about a player in, in November you know, by March, five months later, that that's a distant memory. So I would really expect the Giants to be in the quarterback market, either in the draft or free agency, possibly both. Yeah, I mean, I would say possibly both. And, and you figure with Brian Dable, wouldn't you, if you had Brian Dable as your head coach and you were the GM, 
wouldn't you like basically almost say to him? Because remember, Daniel Jones, they inherited him. And I know they they said there was a lot of similarities to him and Josh Allen and then the ability to run and all that stuff. But would you just tell Brian Dable, who's the quarterback that you want in this draft? Right? Would, would you not do that with – considering his track record, guys he's worked with and what he can do as a coach, would you do it that way and just say, you tell me the one you want and we'll go after that guy? Yeah, well, he'll have a big voice, obviously. But, you know, there are, there are checks and balances. And, you know, it's funny you bring this up, Alan, because, like, that's, you know, the word now that Carolina was, like, who wanted Bryce Young? And yep. talking to people in the building there, it was clear that they all wanted Bryce Young. And I think we quickly evaluate these quarterbacks, like, you know, looks, does it look like C.J. Stroud's going to be better than Bryce Young? Yeah, of course it does. But, you know, let's give it five minutes before we make any final decisions here. So, um, you know, Brian Dayball would have a big say in it. But, yeah, we're going to be in the quarterback procurement business. And candidly, maybe it's two. Because, uh, again, you're talking about Daniel Jones had a, had a real neck injury before the ACL. So right. um, he, right. he's got a lot to overcome. You have to worry about that. I was, it's funny because I was going to lead to that, so I'm glad you brought it up. If you were in that Carolina situation, how, could, how do you handle when the, the coaching staff comes and says, we want Stroud, we think this kid's good, and the owner comes and says, no, I want Bryce Young. Do you say to yourself, all right, I, I, we're going to do this draft and then I'm going to put my resume out because there's no way I'm lasting here? So one of the signs we had in the draft room was, in God we trust for everybody else we need data. <laughs> and basically, like the idea, the idea of that guys was like, well, let's have disagreements, and let's just you know, if we disagree about player X versus player Y, let's watch more tape. Let's call another coach, you know, that they played for. Let's look at the salary cap. Let's look at other things, and let's just keep going until you know the information and the data points us to the, what is the best decision for us in this situation. And when it's an owner who says, "I just want this." What do you do? Well, I mean, you know, those are the conversations you have behind closed doors. And, you know, I've said this many times that I don't like for me. I was always, like, going to be the point guard of information. Like, you know, here's the pros, here are the cons, if we do it. And, you know, my sense is, Alan, that building was united behind Bryce Young. So, um I have oh, so, pretty so good sense. Like the, the but, reports. Oh, oh so yeah, the reports the, the, are saying the opposite now. The so reports you, so are you're saying, saying that this the is, owner wanted him, and yeah, yeah, and Frank Wright wanted CJ Stroud. I don't think that's true. And uh, look, okay. neither of us were in the room, but I'm pretty confident that I don't think that. Uh, I think I, I'd be hard pressed to think that the owner would say, "I want X," and the rest of the building wants Y, and they want X. Now, now the yeah. the the Panthers find themselves Everybody in a unique situation. Unique situation. And who's to say that you know um, Bryce Young doesn't become Tua Tagovailoa and C.J. Stroud is Justin Herbert? Like they both can turn around and be and be good. But I just want to get to like the coaching situation and how organizations are perceived. Like I look at the Oakland Raiders. I mean, I'm sorry, the Las Vegas Raiders, and I look at the fact that they're still paying like 92 million dollars to two coaches and going to be looking to hire another one. And then I look at the Panthers. Like, which one of these situations are better um, to be in? And would you like sign? Which one of these would you sign on to be the general manager to try and get them out of the mess? Well, I, you know, Bart. Like, I think when you're a GM, like you you take whatever opportunity you have and you make the best of it. Like that's like that's the bottom line. Like you, you have to do whatever resources you have, and 
I would just say this generally, like I know this is going back a number of years, but like when Coach Parcells and Coach Belichick got to the Jets in 1997, um, the Jets had won one game, spent more money than anybody else, and we won in year one. And year, year two, we were in a championship game, and people said it was a five-year rebuild. And that's why, like, I really push back hard in any situation that you're, quote-unquote, years away. You know, seven teams make the playoffs, and I'm just telling you, like, the difference between winning and losing in the NFL is smaller than ever. Like, look at the Philadelphia Eagles, guys. In the last two weeks, if Valdez Cantley holds that pass, mm-hmm. if Gabe Davis breaks in instead of breaks out, we're talking about the Eagles in the middle of a two-game losing streak. So... I don't think there's any team that's really far away, you know, be Carolina, even the Jets. Like, if the Jets get back half these players that were hurt, and, you know, I think there's some other, you know, fundamental things they have to clean up. But, like, I don't think a lot of these teams, the difference between winning and losing early isn't that big. And so, therefore, what you're saying is overreaction is only for fans. It can't be for management. Well, I think you have to have a plan that's, like, firmly etched in pencil. And what I mean by that is, like, (laughs) You could go into the season and say, hey, we believe in Daniel Jones, but you can't ignore the fact that he's dealing with a neck injury for the second consecutive year, tore his ACL, and wasn't playing well. So you could have signed him to this contract. And look, I give Sean McVay a ton of credit. They gave Jared Goff a massive extension, $100 million guaranteed money, and they came to the realization that we're better off with Matthew Stafford. Walked into Stan Crockett's office and said, hey, we made a mistake and we have an opportunity to get better. And that's what great leaders do. They don't put conditions on things. They don't put excuses. They just say, hey, we made a mistake and we have an opportunity. And that's what, you know, good leaders do. And that's where some of these franchises will be in the offseason. They have to own up to mistakes, whoever it may be, a draft choice, signing somebody and say, hey, we have an opportunity to get better and that's what we need to do. Great insight as always from Mike Tannenbaum. Good to talk to you, Mike. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it. All right, the Mike Tannenbaum Report brought to you by Sansone Automall. Make your best deal right now at Sansone Automall and tell them Bart Scott sent you. Why, Bart Scott? Because they're going to get that Bart Scott cash, $1,000. Just drop my name. They're going to give you some of that Bart cash, man. Make it that, make that, um, that payment a little less. Yes, take an extra $1,000 off your best deal. Call 1-800-SANSONE today. 800-919-3776 is the number to call to be part of the conversation with us. We'll get back into the Knicks and what we saw last night, the in-season tournament as they advance into the knockout round. Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, K-Show, top of the hour. And by the way, they're broadcasting live today at the NHL store at Hudson Yards here in Manhattan for the launch of the new Carl Banks Black Ice Starter Collection. you got to see this stuff. It's hot. Stop in also to see Michael, Don, and Peter, plus other special guests, maybe even Carl Banks. You can also get, uh, you can also enter for a chance to win a pair of NHL Stadium Series tickets. That's set for this February at MetLife Stadium. We'll see you today from three to six at the NHL Store at Hudson Yards. And Bart, right now, I think it's time we summon oh. the all-seeing, all-knowing. Yes, Bart Stradamus. I feel the power. Oh, yes. Oh, the chakras are aligned. Oh, yes, I can feel the power. Oh, I feel a godly presence near me. I haven't felt energy like this in so long. Before that, tell everybody who's is brought to you by Alan. (laughs) How did you know I was going to say that? Oh, you're amazing. Bart Saddam is brought to you by Samuel Institute for Paid Management. So you are feeling something you haven't felt in a long time? Oh, I feel the power. It's so strong. It's illuminating as I can see my third eye. What's seen? That's creepy. What's seen and not seen. Oh, that. In the dark realm. He's back. Oh, he's back. Like he's never left. Oh, Daniel Jones will rise. Oh, I'm sorry. Wrong quarterback. Oh, Aaron Rodgers has electrified this building. He's electrified the building. Where is A-Ron right now? Can the Jets pull off two wins? Oh, can they make it interesting? Oh, can they put the pressure on A-Ron to continue to soar at light speed as mere mortals live at the speed of sound? Oh, yes, you heard me. What? Aaron Rodgers, two weeks, 21 days. Oh, shall he rise again? That's what you want to know from Bar Shadamas. Oh, and I say. R-E-L-A-X. Yes. Yes. He shall play again this season with the world's largest Adidas cleats. Oh, yes. Wow. How about that? But that's not all. Saquon Barkley. Oh, I feel the power. Oh, I feel the power in the thunder thighs. He's going to put a piece of corduroys in between his thighs. Corduroys? To supercharge him as well. Because I have a crush on you. Saquon Barkley is going to end the season. Oh, six games. Oh, 600 yards. What? Oh, yes. Saquon 
has arrived. Oh, and so much pressure will be put on this Giants team to bring him back so that his soul can rest in peace. What more do you want from me? So it is said, so it shall be. Wow, that's some bold predictions you had in there. Rodgers returning, Saquon Barkley getting 600 yards in his last six games. Exciting stuff. And that's why we have Bart Stradamus. Tommy Tabido. Hey. What, what, what happened there? When did Fonzie show up? <laughs> <laughs> Bart Stradamus brought to you by Samuel Institute for Pain Management. For a pain-free life, go see Dr. Jay Shaw, double board certified pain specialist. Visit SamuelPain.com today. What, what is double board certified? It's like not one board, but two boards certified yeah. this man? Yeah, that, mean, that means two boards. Like, yo, this dude, he's the truth. <laughs> So, you know so, so he was in front of one board. They're like, "Yeah, we certify him." Yeah. And then he's like, "That's not enough. Let's get another board to come in yeah, yeah. and they're, see they're, if they agree with the first board." And they're like, "Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah." You got you got two governing bodies. You know what I'm saying? Oh, is that what it is? It's yeah, two it's like, separate yeah. governing bodies. They're like, "Oh, we both agree. This dude's the truth." T R U F. Truth. Like worth. Right, but not. <laughs> uh, winter meetings, as we talked about, like this, this is going to be interesting. What ends up happening with the Yankees and the Mets, both both in this this bidding war that's going on here with Yamamoto? I mean, th- this, th- I don't put like rumors right now are all over the place, and I think his side has really tried to keep things quiet. In fact, I, from what I've read. He doesn't want a lot of pomp and circumstance media coverage. He actually, like, they were warning people not to, like, leak who, when he's meeting with you and all that stuff. And teams have been really tight-lipped about it. So that's why when, like, you see a report, it's like, you know, Yankees are among the the, the leaders of, t- of the teams that he's considering. How, how do we know this? Like, we don't know. We, like, like, the plan was he, nobody's supposed to know this stuff. So that's one thing. And then you see also the Andy Martino report about how the Yankees and Padres are talking and already names are being thrown around in the conversations in regards for a trade for Juan Soto. But the deal isn't close because the Padres, of course, their asking price is going to be through the roof. First price is going to be the highest one, right? Well, they got to get rid of him. They got to get rid of him anyway, right? I mean, they're not going to pay him. Well, so, yeah, they they want look. He he's got he's got one year left, and they know that they're not going to pay him. So they're trying to get the highest possible bid. He'll want to come play for the Yankees for several reasons. First of all, they need him. Second of all, for him, big market, put up some numbers, help win with the Yankees, which of course everybody goes crazy if the Yankees can kind of get back some of the stuff they lost. And then you know, then for him, it's like four hundred million, please, right? And then if if you're the Yankees, are you paying that? Man, I can pay it if I if you take um John Carlos Stanton back in well, return. Well that's again, that that'll all be next summer's conversation, not this summer. Or this winter. Next winter is when you decide how much you want to pay Juan Soto. If you get him. Yeah. But you don't want to give up so much for him when it comes to prospects if you're saying mm-hmm. it's a rental. Remember, he already turned down over four hundred mil. Damn. Yeah. And we don't know what Otani's gonna get. So this this stuff like next week it really starts to heat up, but still this this stuff is when it really gets interesting. 
But there's one other thing I wanted to point out. John Heyman and, and uh, Joel Sherman on their podcast talked to Zach Britton, who just uh, announced his retirement. And he talked about uh, the analytics issues with the Yankees, and he did he did admit there was at least a disconnect. Now, he kept qualifying and saying, well, I'm not in the front office, I'm not in the front office. But he did have the experience as a player where he said they give you all these numbers and you go down this rabbit hole and you could get crazy. Like, you can get lost in it because there's such an emphasis on it. And that, I think that's where he feels like it's all one way. We're giving you information, but we're not asking you for your input. And perhaps that's part of the problem there with the Yankees that needs to be solved is that the players need to maybe have a little more input to say where some numbers are like, yeah, I'm not buying that. I'm not doing that. But yeah, I know I know the numbers say it, but I don't buy it. So I this is what works for me, and so this is what I'm doing. And maybe the Yankees have to be a little more lenient anyway, to that. Then they might say, hey, you're insubordinate. We do all this work. We hire these people for a reason. Like swing at first pitch. Just do yeah, but how's it working? First- but yeah. how's it working? It's not. So maybe they need maybe a player who's just I'm not comfortable doing that. I want to do it my way. My way seems to work. My way, I believe in this. Because you know, like Bart, if I told you as a linebacker, everything that you know that you believe in that got you here, mm-hmm. and I tell you, forget all that. I want you to do this, and you are like, I don't feel great doing it, but you're telling me to do it. Okay, yeah, I used to hate this arm free stuff they used to have. Oh, don't spill, don't wrong arm, don't don't. Like when somebody's running at you, don't hit them on the outside. We want you to hit them, hit them on the outside of the shoulder so we can squeeze back and you have a free arm. So no matter what, you keep your outside arm free. Yeah, I was like taught that. if somebody run at you, you, you spill it out because now it, it takes up the space. And I remember when Tommy Polly came here, he was like, man, I've been lied to all this time, man. I was told we had to keep our, keep our outside arm free. We get gashed. And now we wrong shouldering and now I'm making plays. He felt like he had been bamboozled. So it, it, it happens all the time. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's something that, again, with the Yankees, there's a lot to watch, which is how much they're going to spend, how big are they going to go, where they go back to being the evil empire. But the other part is is when, this, when the games begin, will it look different because will they just dial it back a little bit? We'll, we'll, we'll wait and see, of course. All right, 800-919-3776. Um, finish up with a story. You remember the photographer? Remember that ki- the, the photographer that took the picture? T- Tyreek Hill took the – phone from him and did the backflip yeah the, the yeah. artist formerly known as yeah yeah th- that, there's a terrible ending to this story that yeah. it, again it goes back to more no fun league we'll tell that story before we hand it off to the k show but first bart please tell me about betmgm betmgm the king of sports books unleashes the spirit of las vegas with betmgm rewards every time you make a wager at betmgm you can earn betmgm reward points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens planning a trip to las vegas you can also Convert your BetMGM points to MGM reward points that you can use towards dining shows, hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resort properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM and GameSense reminds you to play responsibly and offers resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for T's and C's. Must be 21 years or older to wager and physically present in New York only. New and existing customer offers. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, help is available. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. IK Show coming up shortly. NHL store over in Hudson Yards, if you're in the area. It's really not that far. A short walk from uh, Penn Station 
over by the garden. It's easy to get to a beautiful spot. So go check out the boys. They're about to start their show soon, Carl Banks and the others. Um, but Bart, before we go, I-, I wanted to share this. So we remember that moment when Tyreek Hill scored the touchdown. There was a guy in the end zone holding a, a camera, holding actually a cell phone, yep. an iPhone. And Hill grabbed the phone from him and did this backflip where he yep. he videoed himself at the backflip, right? And he celebrated. And it went viral. And he got flagged for the celebration. But it was like one of these things. Even the NFL took the video for a little bit until they realized, like, oh, wait, he got flagged for this, so we can't, we can't promote it. So there's more to the story. So the guy who he took the phone from is a kid who has an NFL season credential. He's actually wearing the the vest that they wear on the sideline that says NFL media Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So he's a a young guy who, in high school, he started doing videos like and for his sports teams at school, and he got into like being one of these content producers for social networks, right? Mm -hmm. And through it, he started meeting different players, including Tyreek Hill. Saquon Barkley is another, Antonio Brown, and all that stuff. So he's a student at the University of Miami. So when Hill got traded to the Dolphins, he'd already worked with them. So he's like, oh, that's my boy. This is my guy. So he became his videographer. So he just, well, not just his videographer, but he he was working with him, though, on stuff. Right. He got a credential from the NFL for the season. And so every game that the Dolphins play at home, he's on the sideline with a full credential. So this happened, and it, the NFL actually, he had a job with the league as, again, content producer. So this moment then happens, right? And it, you know, he gets flagged for it and all that stuff, but it and became a viral and he, moment. And he celebrates. Yeah, it, the kid does nothing. He just yeah. he well, takes he the phone from him. Yeah, he celebrates. Even after the game, Tyreek Hill says, oh, that's my guy. Uh, it's K Fitz. And he said he didn't want me to take the phone away, but I did it because I wanted to do it. So, guess what the end result of this is? Credential gone bye bye. No, no, not even no, 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 no. They they let him go. He was first suspended. They said we have to suspend you for this. And then after that, they then said we're terminating your position. Yeah, they, 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 um, I think they, because he celebrated, because he was jumping up, you're not supposed to show emotion like you're right. from that was, side. that's what it you was. You have to stay neutral. So he was excited because that's his friend. He did something crazy with the backflip. He was jumping up, down, seeing, celebrating. Right. And so they decided, hey, we have to take your credential because you you're think supposed that's right. to be. No, it's like, come on, man. Captain because he jumped man. up and down and then he did the pose with him. So they, I guess other people complain, like, what, what, you know, this is not a professional photographer. This is a, a fan or something like that, and he shouldn't be there. And so they let him go. So it's kind of like it's like a crappy so, end to the story. It's, it's like, like no fun league, man. It's like Captain's a literal man. Like, come on, man. This dude had a previous relationship. Dude took his camera. He snatched it from him, did a backflip. Like, how about that, man? Like, like, like you, how about I just do tell him, listen, wrong. man, you're not supposed to be celebrating. Don't do that stuff again. Okay, fine. All right, we got to run. That's it for Power Hour, served up by Grand Marnier. Visit grandmarnier.com to learn how to take your cocktails from ordinary to extraordinary and live grand. Drink with style and always drink responsibly. Bart, see you tomorrow. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI 
to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.